We didn't fully kill any undergrads. <laughs> no, good. In fact, you deliberately saved an undergrad, which is pretty cool. That's good. When the party was about to enter the white portal that Clade, the giant fire-eyed demon, was forcing them through, and as he says, yes you do, he pushes you through and you are all thoroughly disoriented. When you come to, you're on a dusty, well-worn traveling road, and the first thing you notice is that the the party is not what you remember it to be. You still have Althea, Thulga, and Finn, but Operty is gone for some reason, and where you would expect him to be stands a female dark elf. Uh, her hair has been shorn away on one side, and she's got white tattoos kind of making semicircles sort of through her eyes, and uh, she's standing there right next to you, as if she's been part of the party the whole time. I've never not been here. <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. That's probably true. You don't know that. That's probably true. You've been on this dusty road your entire life? Mm-hmm. With you guys the entire time. Remember that thing that we did? That was great. <laughs> remember you, you looked at me and I was like, I don't know. Remember? You remember that. You remember. All right. I'm, I'm, you yeah, may have to try that. and roll deception on the entire party. I have a lot of Christmas, so that shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> why don't you guys introduce yourselves, including the new addition to our group? I don't know why you would say new. I've always been here. No, seriously, though. The, the other three of you <laughs> have to have a reaction. Oh, wait, so, so wait, at this, at there this point... There must be a reaction to this. Okay, uh, okay game on. All right. Yes. Who the fuck are you? You your best like friend. Way. I don't know why you would say that you don't recognize me. This is this is not the person that we were with, right, guys? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about clowns? I'm against them. Mm. Okay. That's not that, sure. That supports yeah. it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, of course, who likes clowns? No one likes clowns. <laughs> Like, you were looking at me, and I'm like, no clowns, right? And you're like, yeah, no clowns. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No clowns. Okay, good answer. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old, old friend. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the last thing you remember? You asking me what's the last thing I remember. <laughs> See, now we have fun, remember? Our thing is we have fun with each other. What's your name? I am Artemis. Okay, Artemis. Rock, your oldest friend in the world. Well, it's That's definitely not O'Purdy. <laughs> yeah, is, where is, is he? Where is that guy? Where are we talking more about that? Thief. You have known to go in love for approximately 30 minutes. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that rapscallion just burrowed his way into our guy? hearts. Why are we not concerned about this? <laughs> yeah. Guy, per, per, friend. 
Yeah, percentage-wise, infinitely longer than we've known this. Uh, yes. this character. Our old, the old trio, or what, what's the what's the what's the word for five? Uh, quintet. quintet. There you go. The old quintet of us. The old. Pentagon. So Artemis, uh, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Just hanging, just getting, <laughs> just staying in the back, staying out of the way, like you like. I know how you are. You, you don't like me to say much. I don't know about this, guys. <laughs> what? What, what? What do we know about? No, All right. Well, well, I think it would what, actually what? be really interesting for mm-hmm. Kip to roll a deception check and the rest yeah. of you to stack it against your perception. You'll have to explain what that is to Kip. You're going to have to roll a <laughs> d20. You're going to add that number to the bonus in your perception skill. And if you don't that have it explicitly two. written down... I get that as a plus two. As a plus two, yep. So that's your so charisma I, modifier. Wait a minute. If you're is that perception or deception? Deception. Okay, I have a plus five in deception. Plus, okay, so you roll a d20 and add five to that. Okay, here we go. I have an app. So I rolled a 15 plus the five. That's 10, 10 plus five, 15. That's not bad. Yeah. Was, no, oh, no. and uh, when I said perception, I meant insight. Perfect. The, there we the go. The rest of you. 14. <laughs> straight roll. Nope. <laughs> five no nope. i don't notice a thing you rolled a 20 right, yeah so, i did so Thulga no, is rightly suspicious and unconvinced but the, you other two are like oh yeah artemis the warlock yeah, yeah, yeah come yeah, here give me a hug what's up yeah Thulga squints her eyes <laughs> Olga, you never trusted me all right so um, uh can it's out of character real quick i don't know any of you guys characters at all? Oh, oh yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. All right, so that'd be so, cool just um, to have some knowledge. So, so some background, Kip, since you obviously haven't listened to the first episode. Always been here. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was we had four characters. We had Althea the Cleric, Finn the Dwarf Fighter, Thulga the Dwarf Barbarian, and Operty Rockboy the Human Thief. Uh, these four were mystically abducted from all sorts of different places, into a white room and a demon in modern office worker clothes told them they'd have to go on a quest. And first he put them through a bizarre little escape room-like test where they had to escape the room. After doing so, the demon took them to this big round room with a white portal seemingly powered by a white gem above it in a room with a lot of more spots which look like they could be from more portals. And the demon alluded to sort of a, a command figure, a boss, if you will, standing on a pedestal above everybody that they couldn't quite see because there was an occluding sphere around it. And then everybody was forced through the portal to get some kind of item. You'll know it when you see it, is what he told them. So we can I showed up after the portal thing. You showed up I was up on the other the side portal. of the portal waiting for them. Operty is gone. You are here. Okay, great. All right. And and that would be why I was asking uh, what, what the last thing he would yeah. remember is yeah. in the event it that was... he was recruited the same way we were, or if he's a natural denizen of this of this land. So they're in a different world, or is this like a dungeon they're into now? Or no, they're in a new world. This is it. It's an new open air, like walk around. Open air. World. Yep, you're on a dusty lane. Okay, gotcha. Sort of a field. So if you guys are just kind of going along with uh, Artemis being there and part of the party. Um, I guess I can describe more of your surroundings. Uh, yeah, uh, my 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 character was was, was fooled. I, I guess I'm. I'm yeah. All right. We're so, best friends now. It's fine. Yep. Oh, yeah. So so trust yeah. issues thoroughly settled and forever you know laid to rest. The dusty lane you're on appears to run north, 
slightly winding through some rolling fields of wild grass and maybe wheat or something. And there's a gleaming city in the distance. Um, you can see a couple wagons heading that way. And behind you are just a bunch of hills. There might be a farm down in the countryside. But there's nothing too much of interest besides this gigantic white city. Well, the city seems like a logical direction ahead. There doesn't seem to be much behind us. I agree. That city looks like a place that we probably want to check out. <laughs> All right. So the party heads along to the city. Um, are you trying to Are you trying to talk to anybody? Or are you just making a beeline for it? Are there people along this road as well? There, there are some wagons that seem to be heading you know, in the same direction you are. Uh, I'm going to stop somebody, uh, stop one of these wagon drivers, uh, and ask them what that city is named. Hang on. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, all right. So Thilga is going to stop one of the carts and ask what that city is. And... Uh, you stop a cart, there's a man dressed in sort of dull browns, standard tunic and breeches, obviously just sort of a generic country bumpkin, and uh, you ask him what the city is, and he says, well, you did, you never heard of, of Anderel, the, the mage city? Well, everybody knows Anderel. Where are you from? From, uh, not around here. Yeah, uh, we're not from around here. You, a distant kingdom. A distant, Far. oh, well, mm-hmm. goodness, it, and he doffs his hat in surprise. Like we, I'm, I've been going to Andrail for so long. They're the they're the most foreign people I've ever met, and it, it sure is an honor to meet well traveled folk like yourself uh, who've never even heard of the mage city of Andrail. And that's the the first clue you get. It's a mage city, so it seems to be in, almost entirely magic in origin. Um, is the meaning you take from that? What, why are you, why are you, and he kind of clucks his donkeys, and he starts heading back. Why are you heading there? If you've never even heard of it. Oh, you know, just a general wanderlust. Just oh. trying to, uh, to see what there is to see out there. Can't say I understand that. I've always had to work my farm, work my land. But I suppose takes all kinds. And he's, sure does. He's sort of slowly moving along. I don't think he liked us. He was sort of ambivalent. Yeah. You know, sort of a mild fascination, but he's got work to do. His his cart is loaded with cabbages and whatnot, his produce. Gotta gotta make those sales. Gotta make that lettuce, you know. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> turn that cabbage into lettuce. Alright, so um as you get closer, the gates to the city, um it's a gleaming long white wall that wraps all around the city. Uh the gates are wide open. There's a couple of guards that aren't paying too much attention to people entering. There are there have been a couple more roads feeding into the main road like uh like arteries and now there are a fair amount more foot traffic as people are going in obviously for market reasons or something. The guards are sort of only sparing the most cursory glance and you're able to just walk right in. And uh the section of the city that you're in right now is for obvious reasons, a market. There's a lot of stalls. There's a lot of uh, produce racks. There's a lot of wares and accoutrement of business that uh, you can see as people try to make. What a kind of currency do the locals seem to be paying with? They're passing back and forth. Um, normally, just some nondescript copper coins. Yours would probably pass. You know, not arouse any suspicion. And if you pass like a jeweler's, you can see that gold coins are more normal 
So, um, question about the guards and the mm-hmm. uh, the fortifications. So, guards are they fighter types or uh, like they're they're armed or are they uh, are they mages? Like, I'm trying to figure out uh, how how magey this place is. Gotcha. So you're not clear on whether or not they possess magic, but their swords and their pole arms look fairly lethal and real. And their uniforms are not super ornamental. They've got some functional uh, leather and sometimes for some of the what you take to be officers, there's some scale mail. Um, it's sort of a, a white slashed with red. There's a couple of sashes here and there, again, probably for the officers. And they're all standing basically at either major thoroughfares or at gates between sections of the cities. So, uh, not trying to be too metagamey, but mm-hmm. uh, the people in the um, leather armor—they're—they're they're a beefier type, so they wouldn't necessarily be in leather armor because they are trying to preserve spell casting and stuff like that. Um, you don't know. Okay. You're not <laughs> sure. Answer. You're not sure if it's an encumbrance <laughs> issue or a resource issue or just a, a fighting style preference. Okay. So, uh, just looking around at like the the buildings and the people, um, what can I tell about like? Whether this is a well-off city or you know whether it's a oh, it's kind a very, of a yeah, it's a very okay. well-off city. the The poorest person you've seen is the dude in the cart with the cabbages, with sort okay. of the standard tunic and breech, tunic and breeches. Although even his clothes uh, were well maintained, they didn't seem ratty or patched together. And a fair amount of the merchants have very brightly colored clothes that seem to be made of maybe silk, maybe other fine substances um the fabrics are all very well preserved and well made here and is this like race wise is it fairly mixed or is it like predominantly yeah, pretty mixed there is a stall selling um carrots maintained by a couple of halflings right next to a brass instruments stall with uh, a half orc as its uh as its patron patron yeah. that doesn't uh. make any sense as its merchant <laughs> and uh, most importantly is there any street meat Street meat. There are a lot of carts selling a variety of street foods. If you wanted to investigate one of them, if you're hungry, you could easily do that. There is a an embarrassment of riches when it comes to street food. All right, I'm gonna go get some street meat. You're gonna go get some street meat. Uh, you encounter the the first one your eye sorts of spies upon is a dude. He seems to be normal human with a bright yellow cap. And uh, robes, which is orange slashed with purple. He's very brightly colored, which is why he caught his eyes. And he's got some faintly steaming skewers of something out on his racks. And he says, Magical Mandrake! Magical Mandrake! The finest Magical Mandrake on 4th Street! Well, it smells delicious. I'll take two. You'll take two? Alright, and are, are you just like holding out coins in your palm how are you yeah i'm I'm paying yeah all right yeah (laughs) and so he says ah thank you very much madam here you are here you are enjoy i'm sure you will they are the finest and he passes you two skewers of magical mandrake and snatches three coins from your palm okay Tholga just uh, kind of double fists it and just starts munching down. <laughs> okay well while, while she's eating that I'll, I'll maybe ask him so what's magical about this is uh is yeah is she gonna is she, is she gonna get taller 
<laughs> oh, no, 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 no. There are no ill side effects, none whatsoever. You don't have to believe those nasty rumors started by Thulin over on 17th. No, no, no. These mandrakes are magical in that they are grown magically. I grow them nightly, which is why there are so many and so plentiful. They're very good for you and very low in calories. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't have eaten that. Tholga tosses her uh, kebab sticks on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there, there's a waste receptacle right behind you. You don't have to... No, look. I'm good. And I'm going to walk off. Uh, Finn, Finn, Finn will go pick those up because that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's usually what he does for a sister. <laughs> well, that, that's the you know, brother-sister bond. Brother yeah, I, I pay her fines when she gets into fights. And, yeah. Um, and, uh, everybody, let's go, um, Althea, Finn, Tholga, Artemis, what are your passive perceptions? Thirteen. Uh, I'm twelve. Ten. Ten. All right, Althea and Artemis, uh, you two are perceptive enough to notice that a lot of the people in the stalls and in the street around you are talking about normal market merchant mercantile stuff, but a fair amount of them are also talking about something called the graduation at the academy. And there's enough chatter that it strikes you as being possibly a big deal in this city where normally you would expect an even level of chaos in the discussions. Hey, are you, the rest of y'all hearing this? Something about a graduation at the academy? Oh, that would make sense. That does feel like a place where there would be a school, because I'm yeah. not from here at all. So, what are they saying? Though? What, <laughs> like, what? Uh... All right. So, a after Althea sort of clues you in, um, you zero in on on an elf and a dwarf uh, walking down the lane, and the elf says, "Oh, yes, it uh, it should be very interesting. Lots of innovative new uh, experiments this year. Good crop, good crop. Yes." I expect most of them will be ascending to the uh, to the citadel, but you know, a couple of them might come up with some interesting new products, something to replace that magical mandrake that hasn't been improved in nigh twenty years now. So you can you can hear them mutter as you go off, and it seems to be uh, sort of a big deal with a lot of new magical goings on at this academy. Hmm. Probably should have saved those kebabs. I guess uh, maybe we should go check this thing out. I mean, Seems reasonable. I, yeah, I mean, do you really want to do that, though? Do you want to go further into the city? Uh, we're, we were kind of dropped in the middle of this. I, I, I would say yeah. that if, if there's something significant happening on this day near here, it's pro we're probably should check it out. Mm, it seems like there'd be a lot of people there, right? Do we have oh, yeah. uh, do we have time to kind of check the city out a little bit more, like walk down some of the, the oh, streets absolutely. and get a feel yeah. for what's going on yep, yep, in the yep. town? So um, you you can take a, a few minutes to just sort of meander and take in the sights, and uh, you don't have anything resembling like a map of the city in your head, but you get a good idea of what some of the bigger, more important places are. And in the center of the city, there is this towering white stone edifice with a lot of parapets and towers coming off of it but it's all one great big building to the east sort of on the eastern edge of the city are tall sort of needle-like structures that are sometimes connected by bridges you think and there are airships that are coming in and out 
connecting to those bridges and those needles with people swarming on and off of them. And there's a lot of swirling staircases and pulleys moving people and cargo on and off of those those spires, I suppose you would call them. And then to the west, um, you can hear, you're not really sure what it is, but you hear a lot of different animal noises. Animal noises? I'm going to go follow the animal noises. You're going to go follow the animal noises? What's everybody else doing? Following the dwarf. You're following the dwarf? Yeah. All right, so Tholga sets off following these mysterious animal noises, and eventually she comes to a nice big round open, you know, not necessarily gate, but a, but an open causeway. That opens onto a neat, nice little garden-like area that seems to be basically a menagerie. There are a lot of different animals in little fenced-off areas. So one of the first things you can see is a nice grassy area with some antelope-like creatures with crazy spiral horns coming out of their heads at weird angles. There's a pond with some reptiles in them there's a completely fenced in area not just on the ground but fenced over vertically in the third dimension as well with a lot of brightly colored birds fluttering around inside them and it's just a a a neat place to get a look at all sorts of different creatures Ooh, animals uh i go to try and pet one you go to try and pet. all right so there's well which one what are you trying to go pet uh, is there like a, a fantasy goat, like a, a fantasy fan- baby goat? A fa- yeah. So <laughs> you, you sort of meander around dragging everybody behind you. And eventually you find, um, sort of the, the petting zoo area where a bunch of people have crowded around and there's a little gate that you can latch behind you where people can buy like some animal feed or some seeds or stuff. And there are people riding these big overgrown quadrupeds that, look vaguely like cows or hippopotamuses there's uh some little hoofed mammals that are basically bouncing off of each other all over the place like a goat would although they do have two heads i'm gonna go go hug one you're gonna go hug one uh yeah guys i think this is what what that dude was talking about because he said we know when we saw it and i think this is it i think this is what we came here for well, the, the goat, when it sees you Goats. coming for it, it holds one of its heads out and tries to butt its way into your hand looking for food. And the other one is just kind of going, <laughs> and it's looking at you plaintively because where's, where's its goddamn food? Uh, I go get some, some food from the, the little quarter machine. <laughs> <From the> little... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you, you, you pop a, a copper coin in there, turn the crank, and uh, a little bag of feed pops out for you to dole out to the menagerie animals. I go around. The, the goat happily starts tromping away at the feed, and the other one lets its ears be scratched by your stubby dwarven fingers. Perfect. And everything, everything is great for a minute. You know, <laughs> this is yeah. this is a great way to just relax and ease into the adventure with a two-headed goat-like creature. And and this is when we ask Ziggy why we haven't left yet. <laughs> I don't understand. I've, ac- I've accomplished what I set out to do. Uh, and yeah, so nothing happens except for, you know, some nice cathartic goat head scratching. Hey, um, well, this is nice. Okay, well, while, while this is happening, I, I actually I want to look through my inventory to see if uh, if our demon friend uh, planted anything uh, in our inventories for us to possibly bribe whoever has this item or maybe maybe some extra firepower that we might need if we need to fight our way through. 
Sure. So you're rifling through your through your knapsack, through your adventurer's pack, and you are surprisingly unsurprised by all of the normal objects that you would expect to be there being there and nothing else. Damn. <laughs> it's not my fingers. All right. There you go. I'm upset, too. Your, your fingers have been snapped. Yes. <laughs> you don't need to roll a d20 for that. I rolled a 20. It's an elite snap. <laughs> it's, an, it's a critical snap. Like everyone's really impressed with my snap. The, the animals are all like startled briefly at this sort of like whip-like crack that sn- blasts through the air. And everybody kind of looks at you for a second. And I'm like, yep. You know, All right. The power okay. of the snap. So, uh, I'll I'll just I'll just sidle up to Thulg and be like, um, I don't think this is what we're here for. I I don't remember a two-headed goat back home, but I do remember a two-butted goat, and I don't think that uh, that's what anybody wants. <laughs> it says you. I <laughs> mean, one-headed goat. Well, I mean, all right. No, I yeah, guess. two-headed goats. Yeah. So what? What do we do then? Ever- All right. Well, here we we're in this uh, in this place for a reason. We we don't know what that reason is, but right. I I am curious about the fact that there's this magical graduation happening today and the chatter about there being new items that would uh, come out of this graduation. All right. Why don't we head up to the uh, the academy then? Hey, that's a great idea. I'm glad you came up with it. <laughs> All on your own. Um, Absolutely. All right. So reluctantly, with a lot of regret, you make your way out of the menagerie. Tholga, as you're about to step back into the city streets proper, you look back and the two-headed goat has its two front forehoofs up on the, the fence railing and it's looking after you and a single tear rolls down <laughs> one of its four eyes. A tear also runs down my eye, but like the opposite eye. The opposite eye. <laughs> it's like a call and response. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Plus, plus ten to animal handling goat. <laughs> yeah, you can, uh, Tholga, you can have a, a uh, an inspiration point, but only for animal handling. All right. <laughs> um, I'll take it. You guys make your way back out onto the city streets and... You start making your way towards what you figure is the academy uh, until you remember that you don't know where the academy is. And you are somewhere deep in what you think is probably the financial sector. There's a lot of very, very well-dressed, like even more gaudily than before, people walking around with a lot of parchment and record-keeping devices and not so many stalls and merchants. Hmm. So what do you do? This entire time, I've been pulling a, a hood up over my head and trying to stay close to the group. Okay. So well, I won't be recognized or you, noticed. Are, are, are you trying to be stealthy then? Nope, just trying not to blend, not to stand out. So I'm going to completely blend in. So you're trying to be stealthy? No, people can see me, but they can't really see what I look like. <laughs> okay, so you're... All right. <laughs> you successfully pull your hood up over your face. Standing very close to the group. Staying very, <laughs> right, very how, tight. How how do the rest of you feel about the, your lack of personal space from Artemis? I'm I'm uh, I, I oh wonder... man, watch the toes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just real quick, out of character. Since since Volga rolled her perception check on Artemis and doesn't 
quite believe Artemis' story. Yeah. Is there any sort of like bonus towards art? Like, am I paying more attention to the things that she's doing or they're they're doing? Not necessarily. You're just you're just more aware that Artemis is not necessarily what he, it it they claim to be. Sorry. Uh, okay. You're not really convinced that Artemis is a friend. You're maybe just in general more distrustful. Okay, but I'm not like just constantly. No, you're not. Them. <laughs> you're not walking backwards <laughs> down the street, yeah. staring her in the face. All right. No, you're 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 just in general uh, more skeptical. All right. Whereas you know Finn and Althea, they're like, oh yeah, Artemis, my buddy, my chum, my my good old friendo person, old friends from from before, from adventuring school with you know when the events and the things and the places and that time and then that thing happened, you know, you remember, and they do remember. I don't know. Well, you act like you don't remember. That's so you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that time of the thing. Yeah, I remember right. that. Your name that I remember? Of course, yes. So, uh, you, so you guys are kind of lost in the canyons of the financial district, let's call it. What are you going to do? Is there a flow of people in and out at all? Um, there's, so there's not, it's not like the, the merchant's district, which was sort of fed from the city gates and people were entering the city and feeding deeper into the city and there was a general flow inward here it's not so much a crowd as just a few people here and there maybe a group of two or three that are going in completely random directions maybe between buildings maybe just standing in the middle of the in the middle of the street conversing maybe we should ask somebody (laughs) where i don't know uh, if this is a graduation, there are going to be a lot of first-timers here in the city. Yeah, yeah it's believable. Right. We could be from out of town. We are from out of town. We are we from out of town. That's correct. You are correct. We are not from here. Okay, so you're you're just <laughs> gonna you're gonna grab up somebody nearby and just grill them for information. Yeah, we're just asking where the uh, the academy is. All right. How to get to the academy? All right. So there's a dude with uh, sort of a, an interesting cross between like a graduation cap and a top hat let's call it um with blue robes wandering by and he kind of does a double take and he looks at you he's like oh i um yeah you're, you're pretty lost you need to you need to head back down into the center of the city and then turn north into basically the citadel right because that's where all the magic happens so just go to the citadel and ask the guards for the academy entrance and and he, he just kind of, but he doesn't even finish. He just walks off. Okay. Well, thank you. He, yeah, he's, he's already gone. <laughs> Super distracted. Hey, are, are there, are there any other drow in the city or are they, uh, are, are yeah, we traveling couple, with the only one? You, okay. you, you saw a couple. I mean, it's not a drow city. Um, sure. But there was uh, a few stalls down from the magical mandrakes. Uh, there was a drow uh, selling wooden knickknacks. Some sort of carpentry stall. Okay, I'm just uh, just curious if I have uh, have an explanation as to why our uh, our friend Drow here is mm-hmm. being so uh, so. Uh... So I think we should leave the financial yes. all together. Oh no, that's just that's just your old buddy Artemis. They yeah, just don't, they, they just don't necessarily like to be seen. I don't For like being friend? seen, especially in the financial district. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that merchant area was very nice. Alrighty then. 
Hmm. We have a Bernie Madoff situation here, possibly. I don't. That's, I don't. First, I don't know who that is. And second of all, why would you say that? <laughs> My old friend Finn. Finn. <laughs> Finn. Finn. Yeah, Finn. 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 That's my, that's my friend Finn. There, there we go. All right, so yeah, I got it right eventually. Let, let's follow the uh, let's follow the breadcrumbs to the uh, to hopefully get to the citadel without uh, without you know setting off anybody's alarm bells. The opposite yeah, direction. Um, let's go. You're you're easily able to reorient yourself at this point because the citadel is huge and you can sort of reorient yourself anytime you make a turn. And when you're getting close, there are a couple of guards at a gate. And unlike the city gates, one of them steps in front of you, and he doesn't look angry or cold or anything like that. He's smiling. But he does step in front of you and asks uh, what he can do for you today. All right. And this is, this is where, I, uh, where I tap our drow friend to uh, here. Go, go ahead. Do your, do your, your thing. Your charismatic... Mm drow stuff of course of course hello old friend how are you i'm sorry have we met no maybe maybe not who knows who could tell oh just wanted to slip by you here to get uh go in that direction the one that you're not letting us go in well it's i um, he's definitely getting no he's getting increasingly suspicious i'm not preventing you i'm just wondering where where it is you're trying to go why would you try to stop us from going anywhere? Well, there are certain areas of the Citadel that are off access. and Are they, if though? If you were going to go there, I would need to see your papers. Papers? For, which, papers for which area? For the administrative your supervisor? and government areas. Who, my supervisor? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is it Johan? Is Johan your supervisor or is it, is it Maron? Neither of those names mean... Oh, so you're new. I've been a guard here for over seven years. What's your name? I'm Bill. Oh, Bill. Yes. Seems kind of fake, guys. I don't know about this Bill character. (laughs) Bill, have I ever seen you around here before? I don't believe so, because I've never seen you around here before. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and let you get out of here. (laughs) All right, so this is definitely going to be another deception check. Sure. Or or, or actually, it's kind of sounding like an intimidate check. Are you sure. trying to? Are you trying to like sort of threaten him out of the way? I am trying to convince him that he doesn't need to be standing in front of me and where my where my new friends want to go. So I guess intimidation. Intimidation. Yeah. Prove to him it's in his best interest to. Uh, I'm also rummaging around in a satchel on my shoulder, looking for uh, some paperwork to hand him. <laughs> okay. Uh, and acting you, as if yeah. Why don't you go I ahead think... and roll intimidate? Okay. Plus five. I got a twelve. A twelve. Uh, yes. so no, he, so he is a city guard. He is not going to be intimidated by a 12 and he sort of plants his feet and has his hand on his sword at this point. And he's like, I'm not super a fan of your tone. Pause friend. Okay, Bill. I mean, I didn't want to have to do this, but I pull a piece of paper out of my satchel. It seems very official and stamps with gold foil and various inks of various colors. Okay. It's very nice. Someone spilled tea on it to make it look ancient at some point. And I presented okay. that to him. And you present, okay. Uh, it's a pass to go into any, I pass to get by Bill. Okay. Um, <laughs> I use my forgery kit to make hang this on, on, the, one on the fly. Second. So this is part of your criminal background? I have a forgery kit, yes. You have a for- <laughs> I would imagine I would have several passes ready to go at any, at any given moment. 
It's kind of like a fill-in-the-blank name on where I want to go. Forgery sure. kit. This small box contains a variety of papers and parchment, pens, ink, seals, sealing wax, gold, and silver, and any other supply to create convincing forgeries of physical documents. So maybe I should roll to see how well of a job I do. This is basically going to be a supported deception check. Uh, we'll just say it what does that mean? with advantage. This so you're going you're gonna to roll twice and take the higher roll. Yeah. Okay, yeah. plus my deception, right? Yep. Okay. And, and like, you're... plus your deception, plus like two. I got a natural 20. You got a natural 20? Roll. Okay, so so Bill <laughs> Bill is Bill's jaw kind Yay. of drops for just a second, and he kind of clicks it shut I'm again. S- I'm staring at Bill the entire time, very, and, like, and very he, harshly. And, and he sort of gingerly hands it back and says, my mm-hmm. my, my apologies, ma- ma'am? Ma- sir, ma- mm-hmm. sir, sir, ma'am? Bill, what is your, but Bill, what's your last name? Bill Higgins. Sir, Bill Higgins, what's, what's division are you in? The, 80, the 82nd Royal Oh, the old 82nd, Guard. that's where I got my start at. The, yes, sir, ma'am. Okay, ma'am. You're, you're fine. You're doing a hell Bill, of a job. Let's, uh... Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> you, that, that means a lot. You... Uh, uh, and he's he's long since stepped aside. As we walk away, I kind of turn to Bill and I give him a thumbs up and a nod, and let he, him know that he did a good job. And his shoulders just slump with relief, and he lets out this, and and so Bill to go home concerned. All right, so you you're just walking in with complete authority at this point, um, and you can you can go wherever you want basically now that the other guards have seen you hand Bill's ass to him. I kind of slink back behind Finn again, let him lead. <laughs> okay. Still very closely behind him. I'm kind of following him. All right. So uh, we're we're inside, and uh, what what's the general activity inside this uh, this area? All right. So now that you're inside the Citadel gates, there is this monstrously big building in front of you with several doors of varying sizes. There's sort of a main entrance directly behind the gate with very 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 wide doors, like. Four, um, four, four strong carts abreast to go through it. And there are some smaller sort of single-person doors farther along the walls that look like maybe administrative or servant's entrance. And you see a man carrying a platter with some, you're not really sure what, on it enter one of those entrances. Through the the really, really big doors, you see the beginning of a tiled sort of, ch- like a checkerboard, a tiled hall leading further into the building with uh, some columns in it and MC Escher like like your perspective sort of fools you you're not really sure what's beyond those columns but there there are a lot of doors you can choose from all right so the the person who's walking with the uh, with the food where is he specifically going to well you're not sure you just know that he opened one of these small single person doors in the right. side of the building about maybe a hundred feet to your right um, okay. Inside of the building, there's a servant's door that he walked into. Well, that seems like a good spot if there's uh, to be in- inconspicuous. I don't think I'd want to really be opening up a, a big portal here. Okay, so you're all, so you're going to lead the party into this servant's entrance, probably. Yeah. You're guessing. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. All right, so you're you just sort of saunter up, open the door, and there's. A plain, nondescript, sort of whitewashed hallway with polished wood floors. Um, you can hear some sort of clanging and clattering, what sounds like the your standard kitchen or dishwashing room or something, or a scully, uh, I think is what it's called. Editor's note, nope, it's called a scullery. 
and you as you make your way inside you see indeed there's some serving men and women in long dirty aprons who are scrubbing out large pots and pans and there's a lot of steam everywhere there's a couple of fires to your left with uh, a lot of food cooking over them and some chefs kind of look up at you but they're too busy to really pay you any mind they just go right back to their work I'll turn to the rest of the party and make a suggestion. I'm going to say that the servants around here will definitely know what is going on in this place and where where we should go to see something novel, see what the uh, what these graduation projects are. Do you want to ask one of them? Well, that that's where I turn to uh, to our uh, drow to actually go ahead and make that make that effort. Is there any single one that you want you would like? prefer me to go up to probably somebody who's actually dressed for the public not somebody who's you know scrubbing out a, a big pot somebody who's possibly wearing a livery or something like that what is livery yeah it's the canadian word for for uniform for, for maple syrup there we go <laughs> all right it's covered in delicious maple syrup it's a very scandalous party <laughs> i walk very, up it's a very uh, polite but very erotic party uh, <laughs> that's a me <laughs> i walk up to the closest one to me and said that seemed like he would be in charge of something and i ask him uh so uh what's going on and he he, he just kind of looks at you like what and he, he says we're getting ready for the graduation party. right the graduation There's gonna be a party. lot of people visiting their mm-hmm. their their children or their grandchildren or whatever the hell they have attending the academy here. We've got to get the food ready. And why are you? Are you what do you? I don't, who are Bill you? Bill sent me. The guard Bill sent you. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is does does Bill need something? Did are they? He was concerned about the location of everything's happening. There's was, enough guard coverage. He was. He, he was wanted. Con, he was concerned about yeah. graduation plaza. Yes. He was concerned. I I don't. What where, like, where it was set? What's going on in there? What's you know. Anything well, important in there? I don't know what I can give Bill that he doesn't. The guard plans the whole event. Guys, you probably should have kept Bill with us. <laughs> he seems well, very important now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. You know, it, hey, do you do you do you know if there's anything particularly, uh, you know, let's say valuable or something that uh, people would be that's, that's would subtle. Be, scared <laughs> well so, something that where the guards have been uh, have been scared of or 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 paying extra attention to you've been delivering a lot of meals there possibly mm. and he kind of thinks and he's like that's well i don't know that's a weird question the the students come up with all sorts of weird shit every year i suppose they don't really you know i mean magical currency is pretty easy to detect nowadays with you know the mages running the city so Valuables don't really come out of the the academy too much, but I suppose miraculous inventions sometimes pop up. I don't really. I, what's the weird? What's the weirdest thing you've heard about this year? The weirdest thing? Oh, and he, he's he's kind of baffled for a second. He's like, there was a guy who claimed he was going to prove the existence of these weird, invisible, but also pink mammals. I don't know. That seemed kind of odd. <laughs> I kind of like I put my arm around Finn. I'm like, let me, let me kind of uh, simplify the question. Is there a presentation area for the students presenting no, these projects? 
And he, and he kind of slowly, as if you're a bit special, the graduation plaza? Mm, you really seem fixated on this plaza idea. Well, it is where all the graduates demonstrate their graduation projects. Mm-hmm. And, where, and, where, and where, where would that be? Well, you just go down this hallway, turn right, turn left, turn right again at the statue of Grand Magus Belthazar, make two left turns, exit the this down the entire door. Time. <laughs> Good call. All right, so you get you get very direct, explicit directions that we These are very <laughs> very on point. Yes. Uh, so you know exactly how to get to graduation plot. And as we're leaving again, I kind of give him a thumbs up. And he's he just kind of was like, yeah, oh, yeah, cool, thanks, man. Yeah. As we walk out, Tholga uh, grabs some some food that's sitting on one of the counters. Hey, what? Yeah, oh man, whatever. Bill said she could. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. She, well, it, okay. Yeah. It's for magic stuff. And he just goes back to replacing the missing food that is now missing because of Tholga. He seems mostly relieved that you're not there bothering him anymore. Normally, I'd put a copper there, but I think that would be uh, that would be insulting. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the middle of the of the university esque setting. It's gonna cost more than a copper. Yeah. All right. So you go through a very labyrinth esque series of passageways, and you wind up back outside again. Although definitely still within the confines of the citadel, there's a lot of people setting up a variety of platforms and chairs. And there's a big dais in the middle of the plaza. There's a lot of very excellent foliage, bright splashes of color from a lot of different kinds of flowers. I mean, there's a lot of hustle and bustle, but uh, it's all being set up. So there aren't any actual magical whiz-bangs or whatever happening right now. Hmm. Um, any indication on when that would actually start? Uh, you haven't asked anybody yet. <laughs> Uh, it well, seems to okay. be soon, from, you know. From, maybe, from the mur- murmurings. Yeah. You're guessing probably tomorrow. Is sort right. of the, like you, you believe that there could be a ceremony tomorrow, given the state of the setup in the plaza right now. Is there anything identifying, like the rooms, or is there like a you are here type map, or like is there, oh, is so, there anything providing sure, direction so, to So anything? over on one side, you can see a couple of signs have been set up that has in common and probably in other languages, the word visitors. Hey, that's uh, us. Yeah, that sounds like a good lead. That's okay. us, visitors, for sure. All right, so the visitors sign is set up right next to your standard velvet ropes that are being slung between poles down the length of this plaza, mostly along where all of these tables and platforms are being set up, which you gather are probably for the graduation project themselves. Uh, The sign is also right next to a bigger door, not like the grand door you saw at the start of the outside the Citadel, but... Two or three people abreast could go through it, and those doors are open with people bringing supplies into the plaza through those doors. Uh, hmm. what's, what sort of supplies? The, like the presentation supplies? Like, or like, Yeah, like chairs and more tables and pots of flowers and uh, sometimes just a dude with some food for the people working. Okay, so this isn't the where where the actual presenters would be coming from. Well, it's it's definite. It definitely seems to be where people would file in if they were visitors. Okay, this is where people would be coming in to see the plaza. 
Okay, so visitors, I'm just trying to think if there was a uh, a spot where we could get a sneak peek at the get what people are actually presenting here, rather than um, waiting for the you riffraff. Would, you would, you would pro- no, I think you're you're definitely not going to see the presentations unless you attend the actual ceremony tomorrow. But that said, it seems logical that you could find the students and try and get a sneak peek that way. Yeehaw. <laughs> I, I, the thing I'm, I'm concerned about is that if this, uh, whatever this is, is actually shown to the public, uh, somebody will try and snap it up. So if we could. Well, are there any, um, is anybody like walking around? Like, well, yeah, is there, there, are there, there any passerby? There, there are I'm a lot gonna, of people walking around, sure. I'm going to go up to somebody um, okay. and say, hey, uh, I'm looking for my cousin. They're graduating tomorrow. And. I'm just, I'm kind of new here, uh, I'm a little bit lost, so if you could help me to uh, find the dormitories, the, you know, uh, I don't know if they're separated, but, you know, just just the general direction of the dormitories would help. Alright, so that's definitely going to be a deception roll. I'll do it. Deception is plus charisma, right? Yes. Yep. Straight roll. Mm, that's a 15. Alright, yeah, that's going to do it, and he's like, yeah. oh yeah, sure, no problem, so... The visitors, they come in through that door, yeah. Uh, you're just going to go back that way. And where it says graduation, that's going to come back this way. But instead, you're going to turn the other way where it says dormitories. Hey, man. Cool accent. And thanks. Yeah. Oh, hey. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I oh. came in from the Eastern Provinces. And, oh, you know, no, just, no. I've always wanted to work. <laughs> no. Uh, this... no. 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 Remember, this is the mage city of Anduril, and there are no Canadians here. No. <laughs> if, with an accent like that, he'd be working in the mines. <laughs> he escaped the mines by coming to the mage city of Anduril. Alright, so we head towards the uh, the dorms. And say thanks, Leahy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God, I just grabbed with that accent. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, so you head back. You're heading down the dormitories. There are a couple of people carrying, like, you know, books and tomes around. They've got sort of nondescript grayish robes. You're pretty confident these are probably students. You enter an area that briefly crosses some grass, and there's a building that has not a lot of finery around it. And you can see into one of the halls, it's just a long row of doors probably a bunch of sleeping quarters uh this is probably the dormitory does there seem to be any buzz coming from the dormitory like any bills any buzz or like activity oh not really there's a couple of students uh you know out on the grass enjoying the sunshine like standard university students do um you know there's a couple of them walking and talking and maybe you, you see one or two of them enter or leave their dorm rooms but it's not it's not particularly active. It's just sort of quiet quiet area. Hmm. Is it is, are are there any like guards outside of the like no. the dorm like no. doors or anything like that? So there's just easy access. Yep. This is well within the citadel at this point. This is well within the academy. You've come in through the expected there will be public wandering around here. So it doesn't there there aren't a lot of guards uh keeping an eye on it. Sure. And, and we're not standing out 
and that we're you know we have uh have women in the men's dorm rooms or, <laughs> or vice versa no no this is no, this is a, a this is a pretty progressive university is what you could conclude as you are just sort of standing there taking in the sights you see another group of people ob- who are obviously all related there's um a tall elf man a tall elf woman and a younger elf woman and she's talking to them about her studies and casually tosses her hair and as she's talking and they walk by you while she discusses the finer points of thaumaturgy when we're seeing people around they're usually around around with family members or, mm-hmm. or okay is anybody walking around alone yeah so there's a gnome sitting on the grass not too far away her face is just tilted up to the sun she's absorbing those Good mage city of Andorel rays, just getting a good base going. I guess gnomes, it's difficult to, to guess age, but uh, mm. do they look like they would be student age? She's got the she's got the sort of nondescript gray robes on that oh. you're beginning to associate with a student. I I think that this might be uh, might be our our at least an in to find out what the uh, who who's got the big project this year. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, I don't know, does, does the person with actual charisma want to, want to give that a go? Well, hello there, uh, I'm Artemis, and you are... Oh, hey, I'm, hey, I'm Beatrice. How, how's it going? Are you here to, Beatrice! Uh, yeah, are you here to, uh, to, are you, do I know you, or are you looking Yeah, we were, we or? had, we had Conjuring together, you remember? We, we did? Mm-hmm. All right, so roll deception. All right. What if it goes above twenty? <laughs> okay, that that's gonna succeed. That, that's, okay, that was eighteen oh. plus five. Oh, hey, Artemis! Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like uh, last behind you last year. to the right. Yeah. Oh, right. sure, 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 sure. Hey, how's it going? Are you getting ready to graduate? Yeah, I'm so excited. How about you? Oh, oh, definitely. I can't wait to get back home and share everything I've learned with everybody. I'm. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna really enjoy opening. I'm gonna build my village's first physical, you know, magical therapy clinic. You were so, talking about that a lot last year. I remember uh, that. Yep, it's so impressed. Be, yeah, it's gonna be great. So giving. So I always say about Beatrice. She's the most giving person around here. Ah, go on. <laughs> no, uh, have you, uh, have you done your presentation yet? Oh no, you know, everybody goes tomorrow. So tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are they? Are they keeping yours with everybody else's, or do they do they put it somewhere special? Well, I mean. Sort of, I mean, mine is just. Yours the best. Mine is just going to be demonstrating the ability to regenerate flesh without clerical spells. So, I'm just mm-hmm. going to. I've I've got my demonstration all lined up with uh, some livestock, and you know, my, myself. <laughs> Whoa, are they keeping livestock with any other projects? Well, I mean, you know, a couple a couple small rodents, basically. Oh, so you got them like in a little cage? I would yeah, imagine. I just got a cage in my dorm room. But I suppose, and they're probably looking. I mean, they're probably looking after them, right? So you don't. It's not, you're not trying to trick them or anything. No, they're they're just rodents. They're not. Oh. They're not sentient. Yeah, no, yeah. Anyways, I mean, I don't know. Where do you, where do you keep yours? My rodents? No, your your experiment setup. Like I, you know, some people do have material components, and they're probably locked up right. in the stores or in the in the laboratories, I suppose. Right, mine's in the laboratory personally because they don't. It's it's going to be a little messy. Oh yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> I am working on a potion gun. Ooh, 
A potion gun. You know, I heard the halflings have been working on something like that for a long time now. It's We've had quite a rivalry going. Oh, really? They're, I've always thought they were pretty friendly people, but okay. Halflings, I mean, they still they still they say about you. I mean, I, I can't stand, I can't, couldn't stand by let them talk about Beatrice like that. Did, really? What, are, what did they say? <laughs> oh, I don't want to repeat those slurs. Not to my sweet Beatrice. Oh. My oldest friend in the world. Oh. I'm kind of like touching Beatrice's shoulder and kind of rubbing it. Oh, oh no. I didn't mean to do this cool. now before the pre presentation. And her face is crinkling up a little bit. I feel oh, really that... bad about this, Beatrice, but we gotta go oh, to the lab. Yeah, yeah, no, good Good luck tomorrow. Final I... touches. Yeah. Hope yeah. this didn't screw you up anything too badly. Beatrice, my old friend. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you take care of you. you. And she, 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 she kind of like slumps, slumps a little bit and seems to be reflecting on what you just told her. I kind of turn around like, so to the lab? <laughs> <laughs> we going to the lab now or the stores? Which one do you guys want to do? Oh my god. Uh, I, I would this say lab. got a lot darker. <laughs> the lab it is. And yes. I kind of like just like put my hands on the back of Finn's shoulders and kind of follow him. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> kind of pushing him away from what I just done. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Well, you, you I, came I, in. Arnimus is very not somebody to be nice to. He forces and have to be. Jeez. You uh you, you came east to find these dormitories, and to the north of the grassy area. You see a sign that says laboratories. So I bet it's that one. This isn't going to be a hard one. You can just saunter right on in. So there's a couple of double doors you push in. These walls uh, seem to be quite a bit thicker. There's not as much sound. The doors are all made of metal. A couple of them have windows and you can see people inside doing a variety of different who knows what there's one with a lot of liquids and potions there's one with a lot of flashing lights there's one where it's just a half orc with a table full of wood and metal and parts and she seems to be trying to fit them together somehow and then there's one where it's just a half elf sitting alone in the middle of the floor with his eyes closed and so there's all sorts of laboratories with various goings on and you can see towards the end of the hallway, it opens up into sort of a common area with some tables and sofas and chairs. And there's a, maybe a small mix of different races of students either crashed out, look like they've been working a lot, or they've maybe got um, a dusty tome open in front of them or are just talking quietly. Here, uh, confession here, I've been watching way too much uh, Great British Break Off, so the, all I'm picturing is uh, is tables in a tent right now. Tables in a tent? <laughs> um, you could, I mean, yeah, you could probably make that work. I, uh, maybe, I do you, do you want to, like, start talking about, uh, um, like, loudly together, talking about who's going to have the best presentation? Like, you know, kind of pondering out loud, maybe pique the other student's interest in, like, getting them involved in the conversation and uh, kind of like guessing who's going to have the best presentation or most like unique okay. star baker as it were. Yeah. Who's going to be the star baker tomorrow. <laughs> who's going to be the star major. <laughs> as, as you begin this completely fake conversation, as you walk into the room, there's a half orc, another half orc who is sitting there as she hears you approach. She looks up from this book 
and she says, oh, hey, uh, you know, I, I don't want to brag, but um, I'm pretty sure mine's going to be the best. So, <laughs> you know, don't don't get too cocky about it. I'm, I'm just saying I I sort of violated the laws of physics for my for my presentation. So, oh, it's gonna, what? It's, it's going to be pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty proud of it. It's it's a it's a unique item that's never been seen before um, ever. So, you know, the, the Seneschal himself, Adelbert, yeah, he, uh, he, he gave me a little tap on the shoulder and said, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the top pick. So that sounds amazing. Pretty, pr- pretty uh, proud of it. You know, I've, I've been working on it for about three semesters now. It's, uh, it's not a potion gun, is it's, it? It's real. N- uh, no, that will take you to court. No, <laughs> it, a potion gun, huh? So what's it do? What's your what's your thing do? It sounds super interesting. Well, I mean, I don't know the the applications of the item. I mean, the sky's the limit. Maybe I, I mean I'm I'm just saying this is this is something that's never been seen before. And have you ever seen it's it? A, it's it's a discovery. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I got it sitting in my lab, unlock and key. It's gonna be great. And she taps the dusty tome in front of her. Like I've studied the properties of the natural and unnatural worlds for a long time now, and. And uh, I have a pretty good idea, <laughs> you know, as do all the instructors at this academy of what is and is not possible and what I have created is not possible. But uh, but it is nonetheless. I that sounds amazing. Kinda, I did it. Can we I see it? The, I yeah. lean over to Finn and I say in his ear, like, I don't think that this one is clearly on the level with us. <laughs> uh, you can totally roll insight if you want. I'll roll insight on that, I guess. You're going to roll insight? Go ahead. Uh, I'm trying to look if I have the insight. I don't think I do. Uh, so it'd be so a straight it, roll on a wisdom. Or if you don't your... have it ticked, that just means you're not proficient. You can still add your, I think it's wisdom modifier. Yeah, that'd be a zero then. So I got a 17. You got a 17? Okay. okay. So you are pretty positive she is telling 100% the truth. You can't sense okay. it. She's bragging her ass off, but but she's telling the truth. I rolled a 12. What do, what do I... Do I get the um, uh, a similar? You don't think she's impression? lying. You're not. You're not super sure, but you're like, oh, okay. yeah, she. She seems pretty pretty confident about what she's done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why um, not? Why can't she do the impossible? I have no ranks in deception either, but I am going to respond to him overly loud. Uh, over. Well, it's a wisp A stage whisper. Be like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. I don't. I don't think she's got the goods here. Uh, no. Now, come on now, guys. I mean, you know, I've got all my research published, so you don't have to, you don't have to weasel your way in there. I've got, right. I've got the, published I've on the internet. The credit. On the, on the what? I don't know. Is that? I'm just saying things. Is that like a podcast? You seem very, you seem very <laughs> rattled by this. No, I, I mean, I'm just saying you can't steal it from me, so you don't have to try and reverse psychologicalize your way. It's weird that you would assume that right off the bat. Oh, no, no, we don't want to steal it from you. We're just interested in, in seeing it. We're fans, if anything. Oh, sure. Yeah. You just want to... Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not we're not trying to blow our spot just, up right now, but we are we're kind of... I'm pretty of myself. kind of mage, I, I mage scouts. Oh. <laughs> oh, really? You're scouts? For which farm? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the big farm. <laughs> we're here to see some halflings about a project. The big farm? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Farm, te- farm team. There we go. Magic farm. You've heard um, of us. I'm not really sure. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it couldn't be useful on a farm, but I'm, I'm not sure how it would be. But yeah. If, we'll, if you, we'll be the judge of that. Why don't you go ahead and let sure, us see it. Sure, sure. Yeah. And 
okay, yeah, let's let's go take a look. Follow me. And she she just sort of happily saunters off. She's obviously pleased to be able to show off all her hard work. So you head down another hallway past a bunch of other doors. Some of them are empty. Some of them have weird shit going on. One of them is full of water, which is weird. And uh, she she comes to a door, doesn't open it, and she motions to the window. And inside, you can see what is clearly the the still image of a campfire. Like, it's this giant blob of fire, but it's hovering in midair. It's completely still, but you can tell it's not an image projection. Like, it's fully 3D. It's a physical object. And she says, there it is. I turned energy into matter without condensing it. It's physical energy. I did it. That's me. I did that. And she's, uh, she, she looks around <laughs> at you for this. This fire can, what are the properties uh, in its current state? Well, like I said, that I, I just did the discovery and the process for creating it. The discovery, that's going to be, I mean, that might be my doctorate. I don't know. It's, it's going to take so many more years to understand the ramifications of, of what I'm able to do. So that's one of the reasons it's so exciting. Isn't it great? No, it's fantastic. It's very, uh, very interesting. Can we see it like in action? You're, you're sort of looking at it. I can't actually touch it. It, there's there's sort of a spatial anomaly around it of some sort that I need to study, but you know. You so can, how would you like handle it? How, you're gonna have to move it tomorrow. How are you gonna? Well, I'm 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 gonna have to create more as part of the demonstration because uh-huh. this this stuff is immobile, kind of. I'm not sure. Ah, here I'll hey, so... tell you what. I'll tell you what. I can see your. I I know you guys. You you gotta be skeptical. You don't want any charlatans joining your your farms or your farms. I guess you pronounce it. So she unlocks the door and takes you in. She's like, "Yeah, go ahead. Try to touch it." Oh God. <laughs> um. Go for it, Finn. Oh, sure. Uh, let's take something out of inventory to actually do so. Here, I'll take the take the end of my rope and uh, I'll, I'll touch it to that to the uh, actual object itself. So nothing happens. The rope kind of spools around it and slides off. But whether or not the rope should move an object the size of like three or four bowling balls, you're not really sure. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to. Th- it doesn't burn. The rope doesn't burn. No. Okay, it, and uh, I pull it back, and there it, it doesn't feel hot to the touch. No, it actually feels a little bit cooler, as if it might literally be frozen somehow. Hmm. Oh, well, good thing I didn't touch it. Dwarves have short enough fingers as it is. So, uh, a rope, huh? Is that a measuring device of some kind? I've never seen an auditor use a rope. It's an ad hoc thing. Don't don't worry about it. Oh, sure. farm thing. That's not to be worried about. That's just his deal. That's kind of his uh, shtick. He's into ropes. Mm -hmm. Oh, a lot of rope play, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't shame him. Oh my, about the rope thing. Goodness, it's not really cool what you're doing right now. Um, not at all. Fun of the rope. Then I pull out the crowbar and uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a, actually a good honest whack with a crowbar. And she's like, "Wait, what are you?" And, and then step, as you, I step to the side. <laughs> she's like, no longer well, behind Finn. And the crowbar smacks against the side of it and sends a really good shiver up your arms. As it bounces backwards, what's weird is even though it definitely is stopped by this frozen flame and you have this annoying vibrating crowbar in your hands that is stinging your palms now, zero sound was produced, which is odd. Hmm. Hmm. And she's like, oh, oh, oh man, that 
I mean, I haven't, I haven't stress tested with like blunt force and stuff yet. I've just been trying to like move it and stuff, you know. Jeez, yeah. where did you I, say you trained? Oh, I, everywhere, Every, absolutely everywhere. Goodness, uh, Citadel I'm West. Not sure, how that's possible? Citadel West, mm-hmm. the west side of the Citadel. There's no. It's a, it's there. a satellite Citadel. I, yeah. Um, okay. If you haven't heard of it, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, sure. Question, did you discover this or did you create this? I discovered how to create it. You you made this. Yeah, I made it. I've got it all written down. You seem to know very it's little out, about it. It's out for published review. Well, the process, I can tell you all about the process if you want to. That would be great. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. So so go she, she motions over to a whiteboard and there is the equivalent of Lambda Calculus on this board. Your okay. eyes immediately begin to spin. And as she begins to talk about the fundamental properties of the universe and how magic is able to interact with those, she eventually gets into a digression about, quote, what energy is, unquote. The four of you have long since stopped listening. You're just kind of slack-jawed. Uh, quick question. Yeah. Uh, so... We're not going to be able to carry whatever this thing is out, right? Well, you haven't. We're gonna have to find out. Touch it yet? Okay. Hmm. And and you've had somebody else who has created this with your methods, correct? It's repeatable. I'm pretty sure it's repeatable. I've I've published it. It's out for peer review. I need to hear back from somebody else, but I've definitely published it, and I'm gonna demonstrate it again tomorrow. Like I can repeat it. Meta time. We're, we're after an object. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is currently an object is immovable. And the only one we know that can create it is this particular person. Mm-hmm. I think we're after this person. Yeah, I oh, think we're after yeah. this person too. All right, so I need, to I, apolo- I, I, I need to apologize and retcon. This is technically the second time I've done this. Uh, <laughs> you, when, when you saw this thing through the window alarms sort of went off in your head and you hear Clade say you'll know it when you see it there we go so we're what we are actually after is the method of creation and so far the only method of creation we know that we can transport is this person maybe all right because we don't know necessarily that anybody else can really do this otherwise there i think their notes would be would be sufficient their mm-hmm. published notes but but but, uh, uh, but but on the other hand, like you're you're sitting there with her notes, and ostensibly you know how to repeat this more or less, and nothing has happened. There hasn't a portal hasn't opened. Yeah. Clade hasn't appeared. You haven't received any sort of sign that you're done. Okay, so Ziggy has not uh, made us jump yet. Right. Nope. No shit. Okay. Sidebar while while other people are talking to the orc. Uh, I'll talk to my sis. What do you think we need to do here? Do we need, do you think she'll come with us uh, peacefully? Can we convince her that that's the right? She has to graduate tomorrow. Well, what, like, can we convince her that it's more important than gradu- graduating? I don't know. Well, what, what does she get if she graduates here? Does this mean she's got another 50 years of endangered servitude? Or I guess let's let's try our best. Yeah, uh, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, and wor- worst comes to worst, if you if if you need to knock her the fuck out, do it. <laughs> I I can do that. Uh, I I know you can. That's why I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm ready and willing. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, why don't we just do that first? Like, why? Uh, no, 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 no. Let's try my <laughs> way first. This this one time. Well, we'll go together. Fine. <laughs> Did we actually get this uh, mage's name? Oh yeah. So while you were walking back to her laboratory, she introduced herself as Maria. 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 Uh, we we may need some uh, some charisma uh, charisma to. Uh, get us over to convince her of some things, but let's... Uh, what do you want to convince her of here? That graduating is not her... not in her best... In, or presenting tomorrow is not in her best interest, that she should come with us, and we can get her a better offer than, you know, uh, grad school. Uh, Maria, was it? Uh, yeah, what's up? I'm Artemis. I'm a recruiter for West Citadel. Oh, hey, I... I... I mean, good to, good to I, meet you, I guess. I, we've been I keep this ruse up of this. Uh, I keep the ruse up of this whole farm thing, so people don't know who I am. You know, <laughs> uh, sure, I guess. I don't want people to put on a show like the halflings earlier. Ugh, awful. You met the halflings; they're the uh, worst. I, I, I don't think I'd say that. I mean, apart from their obsession with a potion gun, they're pretty cool. I know it's it's so dinky looking. Yeah, and then and then there's, there's nothing the like this. Like yeah. this is amazing. Uh, oh, thank you. That yeah, that really it's, helps to hear. I can I can literally say I've never seen anything like this before. Right? It's yeah. Isn't it's, that cool? It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm pretty proud. You you can. I, I you should be. I'm really. You proud. definitely should be. I just. What do you think you'll be doing after graduation? Probably trying to work on this substance I've created, and, mm-hmm. really and you're gonna need what money, labs, uh, well, people. I mean, yeah. Time, space, definitely. Time and space, am I right? You know. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's yeah, a joke. that's good. They don't get it. It's fine. It's fine. They're doors. <laughs> so what if I told you that right this moment, we could start this right now and get this moved into your own lab? Wait, you mean move the move the flame? Move everything. You, the flame, your clothes, your possessions, everything. You, Tonight. How do you now. know how to move the flame? Oh, we'll figure something out. Look at you. You're smart. You created this, didn't you? Uh. Sure. You're clearly the smartest person in the school, Maria. I don't need to tell you that. You already I know that. If I'd go that far. But... Oh, Maria, don't be humble here. We're all geniuses. We're no halflings. <laughs> so, so, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like that might be a little racist, but... No, not me. No, of course not. <laughs> this place is too dinky for you. The Citadel. So... <laughs> Why don't you learn to throw a fireball in our... <laughs> That's all so... they do here. I'm not going to lie, you're losing her, and she's starting to, her brows are starting to furrow. And she's like, so you said you were from West Citadel. West North Central Citadel. West North Central, what continent mm-hmm. is that on? The North Central one. <laughs> and what's the name of that continent? You don't know when you go to school here? And she's like, you I, I think it's probably time for you guys to leave my lab. Okay. I don't think uh, it just works, quick, fellas. Just, uh, just quick, is this, is, is this lab private? Uh, or there, is this like a lab with other people in it? Are you asking Maria, or is this out of character? This is out of character. Sorry. Is that okay? uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so the door is shut. There's nobody else here. It seems to be Maria's workspace. You don't, you don't see an additional desk or anything. I want to interject before we throw the first punch. Mm-hmm. Be like, should we, uh, should we tell her we're not from this plane? Possibly that would, uh, that would take care of some of her, uh, some of her reticence to actually. Trust us. Kind of lean into the whole. Honesty might help. Thing. Who knows? Yeah. I just make well, it worse, though. 
well, no, we're, we, we're, we're from a, uh, a greater school on a different plane. Yeah, like if it gets worse, they're just going to punch her, I assume, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yes. What, what, yeah, what's so the we worst? have a backup plan. Worse, yeah, what's, the, what's the harm? Maria, I'm going to level with you. Okay. I've been lying this entire time. <laughs> you don't say. No, it's true. <laughs> we're not, how do you say, of this world. So you're, you're extraplanar entities, is what you're telling me. That's a large word I don't understand. You're not from you're not from this plane of existence. We ain't from these parts, no. You came here through mm-hmm. a portal. If you want yes. to say that. And and you're sure special. The special Here, here's the thing about that. Mm-hmm. There haven't been any portal activities detected. The mage city would have the siren would have alerted us if there had been a portal. We're that good, Maria. Yeah. I, I really think it's time for you to go. Okay, we tried this All right. the so long we- way. So, so that means you're coming with us. Is that what you mean? No. Maria, oh, yeah, this isn't going to go well for you. All right. While they're while they're trying to reason with her and distracting her, I'm going to go up uh, and like maybe fifty percent strength. Just take the butt of my great axe and hit her, knock her in the back of the head. All right. So, so no way is are you catching her by surprise? We are definitely rolling initiative. Damn it. All right. <laughs> go ahead and roll a d20 and add your initiative score. Oh, oh, ouch. That's not good. <laughs> I'm going last. Okay. I doubt that. I have rolled a four. Oh, I got you beat. Uh-oh. Oh, I got a one. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's not great. I got Logan 13. Finn. 12. That's not bad. All right, so unfortunately, Maria rolled a 16. Of course she did. Damn. Okay. Um, and she is immediately going to dip into her reservoir of spells because, hey, this is a mage city. She is going to cast Firebolt at probably Artemis because you are, are you trying to hit her. You, you're the one who has been really pissing her off. Fair. So we're going to roll attack. And that is a critical <laughs> failure. So she automatically misses. Whoosh. It goes, goes kind of flying over your head. And there's sort of a scorch mark on the opposing wall now, which brings us to Thulga. Yes, I am just going to... I'm trying to knock her out. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to, to kill her. Sure, not only Or even, like, wound her, necessarily. Yeah. So I'm just going to use my hands. Mm-hmm. So you're going to make an unarmed strike? Yeah. So you're going to make a regular attack, and then you're yeah. probably just going to roll, I'm going to say, like, a 1d4. That makes sense. All right. 1d4 plus strength. Well, so first you roll attack. Oh, that's right. That is probably not going to do it. <laughs> um, it's uh, 10. Uh, yep, that. So she sort of brings her elbow up and knocks your fist to the side, and you don't actually land the blow. Dang it. So now, we've got, now we're at Finn. Uh, I'll, I'll make make a statement here that I'm not a completely heartless bastard. Uh, I, I am going to use my my weapon, realizing though that we have a cleric here who can uh, who can keep her from dying. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> it's uh, Warhammer time. Okay, roll that like, attack. Okay, that is a seventeen. Yeah, that hits. And this won't be pleasant for them. Just a six damage. Just a sick damage. All right, so you, your warhammer really slams into her shoulder hard, and uh, her left arm is hanging a little bit funny, but she maintains control of her wand. Shit. 
we are oh and at... and and a quick action be like uh i think you really should come with us instead of doing this and she snarls something in orcish at you we're down to althea now can i reserve my action so you can prepare an action for a trigger yeah yeah, ready action. I'm going to keep a, an action ready. Uh, if anybody falls down, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on them. Gotcha. Okay. We are at Artemis. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion. I'm going to create a black flame around her, the project, the, the container that's okay. holding her project. Okay. So it looks like it's caught into a black flame, hopefully distracting her to turn around and look at this. Okay, well, it's in front of her, but... Yeah, that's fine. So black flames surround the frozen flame, and it looks like it's, what, are you trying to make it look like it's melting or something? Trying to freak her out a little bit. Just trying to get freak her, her, her off. out. All right. So, get her off kilter. And so, Becoming so, unstable. Yes. So you create this image of black flames. It looks like the frozen flame inside of it is starting to sort of lose cohesion. Maria's mouth sort of drops agape as she watches her work be consumed by this bizarre force but then as she squints at it she kind of looks at you and she's like you know you're at a mage academy right I know she's got a roll investigation check <laughs> she's got a roll investigation check huh all right so the spell book says so that plus her intelligence is going to be a 12 what's my spell save dc what does that mean that's gonna so your spell save dc is going to be eight plus your spell Spellcasting modifier, which for you is probably charisma, plus your proficiency so, bonus. So my the whole charisma score? No, no your bonus. bonus. The bonus. So, so I got eleven. So no. You got eleven? Yeah. So no, she. So she does in fact say, you know, you're at a mage academy, right? Like I can tell that's. I way. tried. I'm not a violence person. So she's gonna come back up to her turn, and she's gonna roll that firebolt again. This time, sure. still at Artemis. Seriously? Uh, wow. <laughs> So that is so. I just want to point out this little one with the warhammer did hit you. Well, yeah, but she I'm really pins up with me. No, she's. Really, I tried small. to distract you with non-violence. You well, you did distract her. You you had her attention, and also as a magic user, she she might need to to focus on you. However, once again, the firebolt goes wide because she really <laughs> too. She Maria, looked, can we she, just? Can we just? Super frustrated. This is not going to work for you, girl. <laughs> Tholga? Tholga is going to say fuck it and draw her axe and uh, take this a... This what I was talking about, Maria. Take a swing. Okay. Listen, right. we wanted to make this easy, but you're making it hard. That is a 21. <laughs> that hits. <laughs> yep. That hits, that hits in some. All right. So then uh, I have 1d12 for my great axe. Ouch. That is... Five altogether. Five? All right. You kind of uh, cut a big gash down one of her legs, and she is looking rough. She is looking really rough. She is barely standing. <laughs> I was trying to lie to you. But she is standing. All right. I so mean, we, you could still you could still just come with us. We're down to Finn. Shit. I'm going to be nice. I will try to grapple and put her on the ground. Okay. So that's a strength check. Yes. Go ahead. Okay, so oppose strength check. That is a is 17. Uh, uh, but yep, the, that's not going to do it. 17? Yeah, you're, I mean, sorry. Her roll is not going to do it. You oh, okay. have grappled Maria. So you've got her arms pinned to her sides. You are much closer than she would rather have you. So she's grappled. 
And we come to Althea. Oh. Still reserving action. Still reserving action. All right, Artemis. Uh, let me see. I'm going to cast uh, Arms of Hadar. Tendrils of dark energy erupt from you and batter all creatures within 10 feet of you. Each creature in that area must make a strength saving throw and a failed save. They take damage. They cannot react for a turn. <laughs> trying to, to stop this whole fight thing. And, and I, I would imagine a grappled character would probably have disadvantage. Yeah, she's uh, on the ground. real close yep. to the ground. So, okay, you realize like everybody is within 10 feet of you, right? <laughs> it doesn't what? say anything about friendly fire, so. Batter all creatures. Yeah, each creature. People, not creatures. <laughs> people are creatures. Uh, you don't want to do that. You are yeah, about, about to nuke the party. Yeah. <laughs> Probably mm. don't want to do that. I guess I'll just blast her then. With yeah, so I fit in better with everybody else. Eldritch Blast, <laughs> I think. Yep. Roll that attack. Uh, that's not great. Uh, that was an eight. Oh, yep. So your blast goes wide and leaves sort of a weird fizzy mess on the wall behind her. That was a warning shot. That was a warning shot. <laughs> There's more where that came from. All right, we're just going to say that this is a lower than first level spell. She's going to cast Thunderwave, which is instantaneous. Everybody makes a constitution saving throw. 14. That's a 14? Yeah. Not nah, 9. 10. It's the roll plus your bonus, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Constitution. I got a 20 then. And if, you can also be proficient in your bonus. So if you. What does that mean? So uh, under, I think, Warlock, I doubt you have this, but you can check your saving throws and class. Oh, no, I see that. I got Wisdom and Charisma plus two plus five. Yeah, I would would have been surprised if you had it. I'm actually a 12 then. Sorry. Okay, so Fog has a 12. Artemis has a 20. Finn. Nine. And Althea. Yeah. 14. So Fulga and Finn, you both take eight damage. Ooh, and Althea and Artemis, you only take four damage. Also, Finn, you are blasted ten feet away from Maria. Yay. And she says, I don't know what you guys are doing here, but I'm done. Get out. Uh, okay, uh, so I am going to go into a rage. And Tholga says, I am tired, I'm hungry, and this place fucking sucks. <laughs> and so I'm going to wield my great axe. And that's a 21. Yeah, that hits. That's an 11 plus 2. That's 13 damage. Ooh, so she crumples and hits the floor. Congratulations, you've defeated the undergrad. <laughs> the college student. So okay. how, how are we going to like weaken it, Bernie's her out of this? We, I don't think we thought oh. this all the way through. All right, here's, no, the, no. Thing. Here, here's the thing. Finn, as you get up, because now it's your turn in combat, you realize that you are lying on top of the frozen flame which is now under you and not floating over the table. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. It wasn't the matter of the table wasn't broken, but the, the no, it's you, been moved. Yeah, you kind of accidentally vaulted over the table and into the frozen flame. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, and is anything happening to me? Uh, no, you just, you can pick it up or tr- you're obviously touching it. Okay. You can like get and up it- and try to do whatever you want. Sure. Is it movable now? Are you trying to pick it up? Yeah, hell yeah. So you so you grasp it with both hands and you pick it up and it doesn't seem to weigh anything. It doesn't fly out of your hands as you move it upwards and stop. It just sort of seems to reposition itself according to your movements. 
that's interesting considering she was thinking that it was not movable. So for her, it definitely was immovable. For you, and as you're sort of playing with this new toy with a comatose undergrad half-orc student lying in a heap in a corner, the room starts to flicker a little bit and one of the walls kind of crumbles inwards and a gleaming white portal appears. I'm leaving. Uh, somebody make sure make sure she doesn't die before we go because uh, uh, I don't want to have to change alignments. As that uh, would be my job. <laughs> <laughs> As you start to head for the portal, Clade's head peeks on into the room and takes in the surroundings. Like, well, color me surprised. You've managed. What the hell did you do? Yeah. Don't look in there. Just don't don't worry about it. Yeah, it's it, it's it's fine. She. Uh, she, she tripped. Yeah. He just kind of like rolls his eyes and his head disappears back through the portal. I'm going to run Mar- through the portal. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's is just Maria... skedaddle. No. no? Uh, is Maria unconscious or is she dying? No, she, she's probably going to die if you just leave her alone, but she's just unconscious right now. Yes. So let's, uh, she has a few minutes. Um, can I cast spare the dying on her? Uh, yeah. Oh. Remind me what that does. That's a cantrip. Well, it, it, it's sufficient just to get her back up to one hit point and she'll live. Okay, so it just stands her up. The gash on her leg knits together and it's not as if she was never wounded, but it's not gushing blood and her shoulder pops back into place. She is at one hit point. She's had worse hangovers. <laughs> Could be. She is a half-orc. A college half-orc. <laughs> yep, collegiate yeah. half-orc. <laughs> All right. of the rugby team. <laughs> Now that she's no longer dying, now we'll go through the portal. I'm assuming the whole party goes through the portal, including Artemis? Mm, resistantly. Resistantly? All right. So Not sure. Like first time ever through a portal. You gingerly step on through the portal, and you find yourself in a reddish stone room with a central column in it. It's round. There are a lot of indentations around the walls, just like the one you stepped out of, except the one you just stepped out of, obviously, is a gleaming white portal and above it is a white gem you see this towering behemoth in front of you clade and at the top of the column in the white room is the milky sphere with a sort of indeterminate humanoid shape inside of it and uh, clade is standing there clipboard in hand and he says i'm not sure what you did in there but color me impressed you managed to come back with an impossible artifact Hand it over. What do do we get for this? You get the ability to keep breathing. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, That's a compelling argument, yeah. Yeah. That works, that works. Fair trade. So you you hold the frozen flame aloft, and Clade kind of looks up over his shoulder, and there is motion in the sphere. The frozen flame in your hand, it was this sort of generic reddish-yellowish color. It starts to run and merge together until you're holding a gleaming red gem. It flies out of your hand into a socket on the other side of the room, and a red portal appears. And Clade says, Well, guess you've got your work cut out for you. I can tell you a bit worse for wear. So first, you'll have a chance to heal up before you set out for your next prize. Um, what about equipment? Because, uh, I don't like going into the unknown with just this mundane garbage that I'm, that I'm currently using. 
When we feel like you need better equipment, we'll see that it is provided to you. For now, go get some rest. We'll analyze what's on the other side of the portal, and you'll get a field report this time. Hey, how novel. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe a name of, of what or where we are might actually help us uh, help us blend in a little bit better next time. Don't get greedy. <laughs> hey, you got any beer? <laughs> and he he kind of looks over and he's like, I'm not sure. It's been some time since I've looked into the provisions in the dormitories, but you could get lucky. And he motions to a door, the same door you came in at the start. I I'm a hero in the sleep, so let's uh, let's get uh, get rested up. And I'm hurting. I'm hurting quite badly. Yeah. Yeah, I need a rest. Clade marches you back down a hallway, and you come to a set of four doors. Inside each door is an interestingly decorated living area, but all you four really care about is that there is a bed in each one. You all collapse down, getting yourself ready for a long rest. And we'll pick up from there next time. Thanks for listening to the second episode of D&D and Steve, a podcast about Dungeons, Dragons, and Steves. Just a couple of notes at the end here. I'm sorry about the difference in episode length. I know this one is much longer, but we just didn't suffer as many audio problems this time, and I hope you can forgive me for leaving some of that rambunctious pupper in, because I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I also want to thank Eric Skiff of ericskiff.com for the use of his songs. He has a whole album of awesome 8-bit music out there, and you should really go check it out. Thanks again, and I hope to see you next time.